Hey guys, welcome back to Ubersinko. This week's gonna be a little bit different. We're missing our favorite bud, Nathan, this week, but Brian and I are gonna move ahead with a two-man episode. Uh, we know this sounds crazy. No, we're not gonna score each other's points. No, we're not scoring ourselves because Brian and I are bastards and we would <laughs> easily come to a draw, zero, zero. a dead duel every <laughs> single time. It wouldn't work. So instead, we're gonna peel back the curtain we're going to ask some tough questions of each other, and hopefully you're going to learn a little bit more about your Uber hosts. So strap in, get a donut, I don't know, a glass of whiskey, maybe some tissues. Not dirty for the crying. There will be some crying. Uh, and of course, before we start, we always need to pump our own shit, right? So pop on over to bizbear.biz. Pop on over to ubersynco.com. Pop on over to ubkstudios.com. Check it all out. Uh, we're, we're making some good stuff. Send us your suggestions. Send us your questions. Leave us a voicemail. We got one from my mama. It was it was real nice. We want to hear some more. But okay, now for the coin toss to see who gets to ask the first question. All right, now, Brian, you see this? This is a, a legitimate, real, it's a real 1960 JFK half dollar here, okay? okay. I'm, I'm flipping it uh, from below where you can see on my camera. JFK, uh, our first Catholic president. Man, was he Catholic. He lived he lived those 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 commandments, didn't he? No, he was he, he was a bad little boy, but we but we still liked him for it. We always like a president who just takes what they want, right? Oh, apparently it's the American way. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're Russian, then bad bad boy, get Correct. back in your corner. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. Here's a coin toss. Brian, do you want heads or tails? Tails never fails. Okay. Tring. Oh. And it's tails. Brian, you win. Do you want to ask a question or do you want to be asked a question? I will be asked a question. How about that? Okay, here we go. First question. Brian, this one's about food. Here we go. What is your favorite food? And how long could you go without that food if at the end of this streak where you couldn't have your favorite food, it also came with a check for $1,000? So this is – this is that balance we're talking about. Your favorite food, or how much do you want that thousand dollars? Mm. Maybe, maybe another equation you're doing in your head is how much of my favorite food, let's say popcorn shrimp. How much popcorn shrimp could I get for a thousand bucks? You know, maybe that's part of the equation as well. Who knows? <laughs> then you have to eat that amount's worth when you're finally back <laughs> on that food. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. what's your favorite? What's your favorite food? That's a good question. I am. I'm very simple when it comes to picking favorites. I like going to classics. People like pizza, burgers, mac and cheese, that sort of stuff. Wholesome mm -hmm. food is what comes to mind. I'm not thinking yeah. about the best tasting thing I've ever had, the most gourmet, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, sure. I'm thinking about right now a Portillo's double cheeseburger. <laughs> That's what's Ooh. coming to mind is that is the thing when it's too late. I don't want to cook. I know the drive-through line is going to be long, but I just want to sit mm -hmm. there and just turn off the radio and just wait for them to bring me my food. I don't mm -hmm. want to do this. Maybe I'll even get some delivery. Maybe I'll throw in a cake shake just because it's been a bad day. But this is the sure. food that no matter what will always make me feel better. And that whole meal is a double bacon cheeseburger from Portillo's with a large onion ring and a small cake shake. That Ooh. is a delicious fuck the day meal. Now, yeah. out of all of those, the burger is the food I would pick. Now, how long could I go without it? I mean, I I could pretty much cold turkey anything. 
and I've done it before. Yeah. Like I remember I was like, was, yeah. soda was a big one for a while. Like, you know what? Like I woke up one day, I'm like, no more soda, not doing it. And I went for like four or five months. Like it was like, wow. okay, cool. I can, I proved to myself I can do that if I want to. So maybe. Did you feel, same. did you feel incredible after you didn't have soda for four months? That was the problem. I didn't change how I felt. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I was like, this is okay. The, my body yeah. was like, that was your source of water. You idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> This that that reminds me of my favorite saying I've ever heard about water. It was an old coworker of mine. He saw me filling up my water bottle again. He's like, "Man, you drink a lot of water." And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's your body's gasoline. You got to keep the fucking you know Corvette ready to go, baby." And he's like, "I don't like water. There's no sugar in it." <laughs> <laughs> I stumbled upon a, a John Daly interview today, the golfer guy, and he was uh, yeah. Someone was asking him in his book, he calculated that he smoked something like 18,000 cigarettes a year. Went, wow. Calculate two to three packs a day. And then he also said that wow. he was drinking on average 15 to 20 Diet Coke cans a day. Oh, my God. I forgot how many gallons that came out to a year, but he was like, yep. Yeah. He's like, I don't drink water. Never do. Never will. People call me a camel out on the golf course because they never see me drinking water. What? <laughs> and he's alive, and he's still alive, and he's and he's a great golfer. He's like, great. imagine if he drank water <laughs> instead of driving three eighty, he'd be like, oh yeah, five twenty, sure, done, <laughs> no problem. Happy wow. Gilmore, that shit, if he could. Yeah. So and, yeah, and that's not even accounting all the alcohol he drinks too, because he loves boozing too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he has a cocktail, a world-renowned cocktail named after him. It's the John Daly. It's just lemonade with vodka in it. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, uh, I do wow. drink more water than John Daly. That's for sure. That's good. But that's good. Uh, that yeah. makes me happy. I still think okay, I could so, go easily four to five months, six months. I could go without, without one of these burgers or any burger. I will cut off the menu. So, so you're saying that five months, that, that thousand bucks would be worth it to you. That's like, that's like the right amount of time to wait to get the thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's more of like a personal challenge. Just be like, yeah, it's, it's a thousand bucks. I'm going to use that to do what with have a nice weekend out or do something. Sure. Whatever. You can do a lot of fun stuff with a thousand bucks. That's true. Yep. You can buy a lot of people for a thousand bucks. Or I mean, sorry, a lot of people's time for a thousand dollars. There we go. There we go. Clear. Thank God that was clarified. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy boy, your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Give it to me. All right. Shoot one on me. Let's go. Shoot it on me. I'm going to shoot it all over you. Here we go. Okay. From my gut, I'm going to ask you. I think you read more than anyone else in my circle and what drives you to prioritize reading over other things. And what is something you think everyone should read if they haven't by now? I feel very good that you said I'm, I read more than anyone in your circle. Cause as of right now, I don't feel like much of a reader. I have unfortunately been prioritizing video games recently, which I keep, I keep telling myself I should stop doing that. On the other end, this uh, is just proving how many people I surround myself that don't read. So <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps that, but Something that everyone should absolutely read that I've read. I think that I'll, – I'll give you a fiction and nonfiction. Uh, nonfiction book, it, it explains so much of our country, I think, in terms of how people make laws, how communities are formed, how like local governments operate. And that is Daniel Okrent's Prohibition book, which also – for those who really don't want to read, uh, Ken Burns also – his documentary is based on this guy's book. Mm-hmm. 
but um, that book is just full of goddamn information and you kind of it it uh, it illuminates a lot of interesting aspects like taxes and policing and like like just attitudes around alcohol as well like in you know that what that ended in what 33 when prohibition ended like and that's kind of when our country like that's when he, we like jump started and kind of started to look like somewhat the country we are today in terms of all the social programs and whatnot so like it, it it's a, it's a long read it's like 800 pages or something but it took me forever to do but i i highly recommend it and then fiction I absolutely love George Saunders. He's he's like been on the Colbert show maybe or Seth Meyers or something, but he's becoming a little more famous now. But his collection of short stories, uh, The 10th of December, is hands down the best reading experience I've ever had. Wild swings between painful guttural laughter and like – tears like literally trying to read through tears and the and the words becoming blurry because there are so many tears in my eyes cannot recommend that enough it won the national book award so like it's not just me saying that like you know some very very smart people uh said that but the stories just like quickly cut to the core of like the darkly comic core of the human race and like how we set up our societies and what people value, all those kind of things. So I highly recommend uh, that, that collection. Yeah. They're mainly short stories, right? Yes. They, they, they are all short stories. Yeah. yeah. He has yeah. a few novels, he, he, doesn't he? I think, yeah, he, he wrote uh, Lincoln and the Bardo and he had That's another one, one yeah. called uh, a swim in the pond in the rain that just came out. And I think that one's a novel as well, but he, and he, he's got a couple novellas too, that kind of thing. But I think um, the only thing I've ever read was what Fox eight, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the only thing I ever read. Written from the perspective yeah. of a fox who studied English through humans, which is the premise is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. George Saunders is like the king of premise of what I've read, like in terms of short stories. So right. which premise is like it's so it's such a powerful tool when you need to get across this big universal message in fifteen pages. You know, it's it's a it's yeah, it's the way to go. But yeah, any any other follow ups to that or or can I can I toss one your way now? Toss it my way. I know okay, I need to read Brian, more, this, so I'm going to add George Saunders back to my list again. There you go. This is a simple question. Who is the funniest? In the world or of us? You answer. You can. I'm going to answer. Who, I'm going to answer. Who do you think is the funniest? I'm going to answer that between us first. And I think off the cuff in the moment is always going to be Mitchell Brinkman. I don't think anybody okay. I know whose brain works faster than yours. And you come from a place of character, whereas my brain always comes from a place of story. So I think that you can embody something very quickly that you've either people watched or have completely made up on your own that comes out of nowhere which basically is what creates your utter distaste for the scripted word. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was going to come out. Um, oh. Also, I, I do want to say I was not trying to look for like you choosing between us three. I just, I was like your comedy hero. Uh, but Hey, maybe I am that, you know, <laughs> like, well, maybe, maybe I am Brian's hero. You know, <laughs> Oh, but who is like the funniest in the world, in my view? 
This one, this one's um, a strain. This one's a strain because the person. Let me give you one, one, one caveat here. You cannot say TikTok. I'm just gonna say you can't say like YouTube videos or TikTok. I'm not. I, I, I don't know if you're gonna say that. I don't, I don't think you were going to. But I just want to put that out there. I'm it's gonna. Be need, a I'm, gonna I'm gonna need more time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is what's really. There's this, there's this eight year old in Ohio that does crazy stuff with a garden hose. This kid is just insane with the hose, man. Uh, this one's really hard for me because I have a bone to pick with him. Yeah. And I still think the funniest person is Louis C.K. And I have a real problem with that. It makes me struggle because yeah. everything that you've read about him and his apology was not good enough for the things that he did. He has not made amends, in my opinion. He has not done the things that you should do if you're going to come back properly. Now, yeah. taking all the modern stuff off the table and going back, I don't think there has been a more modern grasp of stand-up, crazy television. Like, there yeah. is no format to Louie. It is just a new thing. That is like a George Saunders book. It's just like everything is a new short story every week that barely connects but is somehow interesting and intriguing in a different way. Him yeah. working with Galifianakis and I forget the the director's name to put together baskets. What an interesting oh, premise. Kreisel. And, yes. Jonathan Kreisel. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the other show with uh, Pamela Adlon too, that I think he EP'd. Like there's like, mm, just, mm -hmm. there's such interesting things going on there. And this is what makes it so hard for me to say, because like he messed with other people's careers and gave them personal trauma. Like that is a real yeah. hard thing for me to grasp with. Yeah. And it's like, I have seen his new specials. I have seen the new one he put out like a month ago mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, it's, it's still there, but what, what else are you going to do, pal? Like, yeah, please yeah. fix this before you just make a comeback. I think yeah. he thinks he's been punished enough financially and in the press and all that other stuff. But mm -hmm. he hasn't talked about it the way I want him to talk about it and to do yeah. things that actually would change everyone's outlook on him and the things that he did. So that's what's really, really yeah. upsetting for me. And then I think that's kind of what, what's his name? The journalist, Hamao, whatever. He just came oh. out with it. We need to talk about Bill Cosby. W. Kamau Bell. Yeah. W. Kamau Bell. I think that's who's yeah. putting that, that doc together. Yes, yes, and he did. Yep. I think that is kind of a similar approach to like what I'm dealing with in my head. He's talking about a hero to the black community that really did a lot for black culture. It's like we need to talk about why all the, th the good things he did were uplifting, but then we can't ignore all the bad shit that was happening behind closed doors that make him a monster. So yeah, yeah, it's that sort of thing that's kind of in my brain all the time. Like, can I go back and watch Louis? I haven't really listened to old standups as much as I would. I used to put those on as like the way we put on reruns of it's always sunny or South park, just to kind of decompress. I would listen to old standups and now it's just like, it's puts yeah. a bad taste in my mouth and it's just like, I don't know what to do about it. Cause it's yeah. like, I still like them. I just don't know. I'm not getting the same enjoy. There's new baggage. Yeah. Well, you know what's you remember back when he was riding, riding high and it was, uh, like he was on 
on like Conan, who's like a trusted, you know, he's yeah. a trusted source of of culture and comedy and everything. It's kind of like if Conan likes someone, it's sort of like a big stamp of approval for yeah. people of our generation. And everyone seemed to like his show won all the awards. And it was like every standup special he put out was like fucking big news. And it was, I mean, he, he, he was absolutely destroying it. And like, and you know, all the things he said about how he put his show together. And so, yeah, it's, it, it again, it's just crazy to me how like if it if it's like the level of power he was wielding in the in the uh, in the um, background of like how, why this stuff didn't come out earlier since people were like oh yeah that's that's been happening for a while and again you're like oh it just it just makes you sad so it, that that's um, the thing is it does make me very sad and it's just like well is there a, I think there is a comeback I think there is a way to do it but you have to do a lot of things right and repair a yeah. lot of things before that can happen. Yeah. And it's just like, you really I, I, need to I, do I also it. heard his new standup, like he'd been doing shows where he was like complaining a lot. Like he kind of sounded like an old, like an old, you know, like a guy in his porch being like, you know, kind of like, kind of, I mean, it, he's kind of becoming a little bit more George Carlin. It's starting to be like everybody okay. else is stupid, but me, which yeah, I kind of like that from Carlin too. And I remember yeah. seeing an interview recently where like, Seinfeld regarded George Carlin really high, but anytime he got political, Seinfeld was like, I don't think that was his best work because I didn't want to hear that from him. But I'm also like, it's also what he did kind of the best. <laughs> it was like when he yeah. did get political, he was great about it. So it's like, whatever, that's a whole different conversation, but yeah, kind of like deciding who can be your heroes and can you separate art from the artist and what is all that stuff but yeah okay that's yeah so that's that's my second question what's your you got another one to to, to throw up my head i can throw shit at your head i got plenty yeah. of things around here that i can throw at your head <laughs> you are a, a man who can take ingredients you are the iron chef of our of our clan you can okay. find things and put them together Thank i you. am taking that away from you you are oh. not allowed to cook for an entire year. You can't touch okay. a pot or a pan. Okay. But I'm also changing what kind of foods you can eat for three months at a time during that year. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Each quarter, I'm going to change your food genre. First okay. quarter, you can only eat fast food. Okay. Second quarter, you can only eat frozen food. Okay. The third, you can only eat delivery. And the fourth, you have to go to restaurants. Now, what kinds oh, wow. of foods and what sort of establishments would keep you from going crazy in each one of these quarters? First, okay. if you have to eat fast food for three months, what are your okay, choices? So, so fast food is is your is your Burger Kings, McDonald's, Wendy's. Is Chipotle count as fast food? I consider that fast food. Okay, let's go. Okay, so if I if this is definitely going to be my like the toughest the toughest thing for me, I think is, is the fast food section, which is not a surprise. Uh, and I think, Oh God, I hate to say it, but like I enjoy Chipotle every now and again, but I don't love it. Like a lot of people do. Like I, I've grown tired of it. And I think I've kind of, I've <laughs> kind of gone in a circle here. And currently I I've have a lot of cravings recently for McDonald's. And uh, since, you know, where I live, like there's no, like we don't have fat burger or like Whataburger I've heard is, is also very good. So I think I would say I'm going to go to McDonald's and, I, and I'm going to get me, Oh shit. I'm gonna get me that, that spicy chicken sandwich, but the fancy one with more, it's not like the regular patty. It's like the actual, 
That's weird. You strike Chicken me breast. as a as a McLand Air and Sea kind of guy. A McLand Air. <laughs> Wait, what the what McLand Air and Sea? A McLand Air and Sea is a uh, chicken patty, a fillet of fish, and a burger all on one sandwich. So you have the land, the air, and the sea. Yes. Wait. Hold on. You're breaking my brain. Is this a real thing or is this something you're making up right now on the spot? There have been long-term McDonald's menu hacks, just like there are secret menus at uh, Starbucks and things like that. But now McDonald's has leaned into it and they are currently promoting these things that if you order this, 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 and this, you get to make blah, blah, blah. So they have the crunchy McDouble, which is a layer of six nuggets on a McDouble. (laughs) Whoa. Or or the McLand Air and Sea was always the famous one because it had one of each of the animals on. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like a three patty giant looking Big Mac. But wow, I've never brought myself to try a McLand Air and Sea because it's like a fillet of fish is so on its own. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't know how that mixes with chicken and, and burger. I think the last time I had a filet of fish was like fourth grade when our school just ordered McDonald's for one of our hot lunch meals of the week. Oh, yeah. And I had ordered a burger and they gave out my burger to someone else back and they only had fish fillets left. So it's like, I guess I got to eat a goddamn fish fillet, you know? And that was back when their buns were terrible. Their buns are much better now. But, I think uh, the filet of fish bun is the only steamed bun as well at McDonald's. Really? Yeah, they wow. steam it instead of butter it and grill it, which is weird. Why wouldn't you just butter and grill every? Honestly, put butter on everything and grill everything. That's how, <laughs> I mean, that's how it should. I mean, fucking, I think, you, you, like I said, you're probably gonna have to survive three months of just McLand yeah. and seas. I would. Oh God, I I would honestly do. I would eat. I'm mean, obviously getting those large diet cokes all the time. Oh, you know, dude. buck, toss it down, dude. Uh, yeah, give it to Papa. Yeah, actually, I'll get five more and I'll put it in my large diet coke uh, travel belt. I'll just have like five slots for diet cokes and then right doesn't that sound good and then also like i said the 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 spicy chicken sandwich of course i'm getting as big a fry as i can get all the time and for then sure. a mcflurry i love having the mcflurry i love dunking the fries in there if i can and i like to a- ask for extra oreos too when i get mcflurries so changed my mcdonald's dessert order recently i do blueberry cream pies instead of apple what? pies they are amazing they're like little cobblers you're teaching me so much. About, I had no idea blueberry cream pies Again, exist. That is an insult against me showing you how frequently <laughs> I go to these establishments. But yeah, there's also how a strawberry. You, there's a strawberry one. Do, do you, are, are you going to McDonald's like once a week at least? Oh, yeah. Easily. Even easily? if it's just to pick okay. up soda, even if it's just to get a soda, I'm going there sure. at least once a week. At least once a week. Okay. Yeah. What else? I'm trying to think what else is on their menu that I would. I mean, I, I also very much ju- just just to McDouble, uh, extra pickles and extra onions. I like it like that too. And then there, if some, I don't know if they have it all the time, but their Southern chicken sandwich where they just put pickles on a chicken sandwich. I do that with extra pickles and mustard. Uh, That's kind of their big one. thing now. I don't know why they serve them dry. Like they're so weird because they just have pickles on them and no sauce. Oh, yeah, the South is yeah. weird. Yeah, it is weird. So that so that's fast food. Frozen food is the next one you said. Frozen right, food, quarter two. Okay. You survive the the fast food okay. phase. You're on frozen. With, with the frozen food, I I can, I can like put it in the oven or the microwave at home, right? Does that count? Yes. I can do that's that. That's the only okay. thing you're okay. allowed to do, cook wise. Okay. Okay. Cool. Then, motherfucker, I'm getting. Uh, oh, what brand is it? Is it like Mrs. T pierogies? I think it is. Oh um, yes, from the freezer section. I fucking love those. I went through a. a 
a very bad phase for Mitchie Boy back in like 2012, where my buddies and I, we would each get like two boxes of pierogies. <laughs> we we each get a 12 pack, and then like we're like we're set for Friday night. Just three guys hanging out. Eating boxes of pierogies. I want to play this whole section. I want to play this whole section back and just take out the word pierogi. We'd each get a twelve pack. We'd go home. We'd slam them down and then replay it for somebody who hasn't heard it. Yeah, this, this boy's putting away pierogi. Yeah, but also whether it's the Arby's brand or Orida or you're just like generic uh, seasoned curly fries, those things, dude, all day easy. Um, and what other frozen things? I do, I do love a wa- a frozen waffle with. If, if I'm allowed to use a knife, I will spread peanut butter and jelly on a, on a waffle and make Ooh, a that fucking. Sounds good. Yeah, that's that's a great way to start the day. Even better, I wish I can't use a pan, so maybe I'd put it in the oven. But I, I but cooking bacon, I wouldn't be able to do because it doesn't come. You're right, but mm-hmm. peanut butter and bacon on a waffle also fucking great. So yeah, so that's my frozen food. Third one is delivery. Yes. This is where this is where uh, Mitch lives because restaurants take a while. You have to go to them. You have to sit. You got to order. You got to wait for the check. Yada, 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 yada. So delivery. I mean, obviously, I'm going I'm going Chinese. I love Chinese delivery. It's, it's I think that and you're a low man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Low main uh, Beijing beef. Uh, I love a Singapore noodle is another one. It's like a like curry powder on noodles, like shrimp and chicken and beef. But Chinese food is the best delivery. It travels the easiest. It's most easy to reheat all that good stuff. Also being hot, no matter how far away it comes from, no matter how yeah. slow it is, it comes yeah. at full molten lava temperature. It's because they fill up the containers. They actually fill the container. It's not loose, you know, like other fucking places. Uh, so you get a full container. It's bulging when you when you get it out, you know. It's staples. Um, it's the only place that uses staples on their food. Yes. Also, it's stapled because they care about the heat staying in. Thank you, Chinese restaurants. Thank you. You're doing God's fucking work. Okay. Um, Indian food, also great. And, and, and my number one pizza in Chicago, Jimmy's Pizza Cafe. They just reopened at like Montrose and Western. Their fucking pies, so fucking good. Beautiful, delicious, chewy New York style crust. Cannot beat that. So I would do Chinese, Indian pizza. And then as a break day, I'd get, ooh, some some Middle Eastern food. So like naf naf, maybe uh, like a a shawarma delivered. That'd be great. And then maybe one day to reset sushi, you know, just like a little light, eat a lot of pickled ginger, get some wasabi there, open your nose up. So delivery would be great. I would love (laughs) delivery quarter. Delivery, that's my number one quarter. But then to take it home, restaurant quarter, I would just know that like I'm going to be – I'm also probably like I've you know this is when I have to buy new clothes because it's been nine months of just eating like crap. So I'm I'm gonna buy a bunch of fancy new clothes and I'm going out and I'm peacocking at restaurants. I'm going downtown. I'm going to Gibson's Italia. I've never been there. I'll go to RPM Italian. I'll go to you know what I I've, I'll go to Italy. I'll go and eat at Italy for lunch every day. That that that's fine with me. You can tell it's no be cheesecake Italian. factory. Like dude, like that menu's insane. <laughs> I'll go to Cheesecake Factory for their happy hour cheesecake bite explosions. Those are those are wonderful with with a peppermint candy cane uh, chocolate martini paired with that. That's that. Then that's you'll hop on down to Grand Lux Cafe, and then you'll go to <laughs> <laughs> everything in that chain. It's all similar. Fast cash. That's Fast all. Fast cash, baby. But 
They got a good wedge salad there. Tell you what, buddy, Damn, that man. that that wedge of iceberg with the blue cheese and the bacon. Fuck my shit up. Um, <laughs> First thing green you've eaten in six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, what is it? Oh, my God. I'm hydrating through food. What is this? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, is, is that did I answer all your questions? Is that is that the full thing there? You did. I snuck in a four parter. That that was that was mean of me. But uh, yeah, you okay. did answer. No, that's it all. okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's a, oh, I, I would eat a lot of chicken wings at restaurants too. I would also do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Chicken wings. A lot of chicken delivery wings. too. That's great. There, Brian, there, there's a chicken wing I had yesterday. You have to try. It's by Smiley Brothers Brewing. Their original lo- location was in Evanston. They have a new one at Broadway and Grace, and they have their their wing description was hot sauce caramel is what it was called. So it's not sweet like caramel, but it's sticky like caramel. So their wings are like crispy with this like sticky buffalo sauce on there. Did not even need to dip them. They were so goddamn good. I, I did not stop eating them to talk to people. I was eating through eating the wings. It was or talking through eating the wings. So um, yeah, <laughs> just dynamite to talk to people. Well yeah. Okay, well Brian. Done. You've won the lottery. It's the largest Powerball that's ever been won. It's billions and billions of dollars after taxes. You can, you are just rolling in it. You're, you're, you are all money now. You're just made of cash, basically. You're a walking pile of cash. And of course, you're going to help because I know you. You're a nice guy. You're going to help anyone you know who needs help with like debts or whatever it is or mortgages, yada, yada, yada. You're helping everyone out. After that, you can buy one thing. And it's, you know, and I'm not looking for like, oh, I'm going to buy a bank. They'll print money forever for me. Obviously, you can't do that. Just one thing that's just absolutely crazy. What's the craziest, dumbest, most not necessary thing you're going to buy for Brian? Hmm. That that really lays it on when you take away, you can't ask the genie for more wishes thing. So now Mm -hmm. I really got to think deep. Now I've you know I I've asked people people this question and a lot of people say like oh a private jet so I can go anywhere or you know or or I'll, I'll buy a whole resort you know because resorts are only like twenty million dollars you know like this is just the most insane thing possible you know what are you buying? I am buying my own Westworld. Want to buy oh. an old Wild West town? Oh. And anybody that comes into it, we have to live like it's 1850. Okay. That would this- be crazy fun. So you're living out Yellowstone, 1883, West I'm talking, Yeah, but it's yeah. a, I'm talking a huge plot of land. We're talking like most of Utah. <laughs> wow. Okay. We're talking like this is going to be multi-thousand square miles. So this is both fun for you. Also, if it comes to it, you can have multiple wives. That's that's what I'm hearing here by the Utah mention. One in each county. Yes. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to install something that I didn't have in Red Dead Redemption 2, which yeah. is going to be an underground vacuum tunnel that gets me anywhere on the map super, super fast. Oh, that's smart. That's very so smart. I can just pop under this, open this bush, which is a little hatch, climb down my little <laughs> ladder, and then, uh, yeah, sit in a little thing and... <laughs> There I am, boom, halfway across the map, come up. There's a horse waiting for me. Oh, man. Name is Quest. Yeah. Name, name of the same horse I rode in sixth grade at Camp Timberley, and I get on that big one. They gave me the yeah. biggest horse for the biggest wet boy. <laughs> I got on that guy. <laughs> I'm going to have fucking Clydesdales. I'm only going to ride yeah. Clyde. He's going to be the biggest, <laughs> baddest, beautiful horse. Boom. <laughs> yeah. You know when I'm coming to town. 
God, that sounds like fun. What are you? Are are you a black hat cowboy? Are you a brown hat cowboy? Are you a white hat cowboy? I'm a tan hat cowboy. I think your tan hat. Okay, I'm a tan hat. Very enough cool. to reflect. I'm not wearing a black hat under the sun. Are you kidding me? Criminals had it the worst. <laughs> They're idiots. They're like, oh, black fabric is a bunch of that left over because it's cheap. <laughs> so oh, we'll wear that. I'm going to wear all black mm-hmm. and go kill. Yeah, mm-hmm. great camouflage for the night, but <laughs> you don't have a tree. You're fucked. <laughs> and and that's why it's best to, to rustle cattle in the middle of the night because you just blend right in. So and I also think like, I love the idea of having like a secret underground like just a house, not like a crazy labyrinth resort underground, but like some modern amenities downstairs that only I have access to. And then, and then again, everyone who works upstairs makes a fair wage. Everyone's making like okay. a K a year. Okay. Playing wow. in my wild West town. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So boom. Look at that. Taking care of everybody. Are, there you go. Yeah. Wow. You're such a good guy. Are you, <laughs> do you have a storyline in this music part? Like, are you, are you like a poker pro? who rides into town and like has like, you know, ha- has won on all the best uh, like rowboats to the Mississippi and you've come to Utah to like, you know, find your, find your fortune in cards or like, are you just a guy with like the West's longest dick and you're just here to kill people and fuck shit up? You know, that kind of thing. It's not about murdering and shit. I think it's more about the exploration aspect of it just to be able to like sure. see, like to be not afraid of camping. <laughs> just to go out and- <laughs> <laughs> and do that because I can. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> I've come west to find my fortune and get over my fear of the squirrels climbing up in the middle of the night, scaring me out of my rucksack. <laughs> I got a I got a double hobble quest in the middle of the night or else one little squeak from a prairie mouse and he's bolting towards the nearest river. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> oh, we haven't even gotten to rattlesnakes yet. And that's how I'm reacting to freaking prairie mice. <laughs> oh good lord. <laughs> <laughs> they make it yeah. look so good in the movies and the show. It's just like, yeah, I just whipped up this fire. You didn't show mm-hmm. me going and looking for wood for eight hours and then finally coming <laughs> back. And I haven't had fresh water in eight weeks. Nope. All I got is this McDonald's Diet Coke. <laughs> 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 How fun would that be? Like little hidden oh. spigots. Everyone thinks they're wells, but it's actually McDonald's Diet Coke. I get to drink in the wild west. I also get the large cup and the straw, so it's a perfect width for me to suck it down while I'm riding the Clydesdale. Oh, what a what a wow. fantasy, huh? That's a that'd be really fun. That'd be really. Do you think? Do you think if you hadn't been watching Yellowstone or eighteen eighty three, you would have wanted this? Like the same question, I, like seven months ago. It's definitely more on the brain now, but I still think I like the idea of. Uh, yeah, the more north you go with it. I don't like the desert southwest yeah. craziness. I want to be able to you can have a little desert, some cool rocks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I definitely want to have some streams and forests and mountains. Oh, yeah. 
no mountains I want to climb. That's for sure. But uh, to look at yeah. it would be very, very, very nice. Sure. Very cool. Yeah. Would you in this in this amusement park? Would you would you make people like go to church or like or, or maybe you'd make like a weird religion that showed up in town? Every you church know, one... is a casino in my. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of steeple, but it's a place where people can pray to a different kind of God. Sorry. (laughs) My headphones fell off. I threw my head back so fast. I was laughing. Oh, my God. Uh, I said they are buildings with steeples, but this is a place where you could actually pray to a different type of God. (laughs) Wow. The the God of Red 23 or Black 17. That's the kind of God I'm talking about. Hey, Brian, how can you bet on 23 every time? There's a mystical man named Michael Jordan. <laughs> I thought East of the Mississippi. <laughs> Gather around. Let's start another fire. Mm. Bring me a fresh diet. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wet my whistle before I tell this tale. I need a room, a fresh pair of clothes, someone to clean my horse, and two gallons of Diet Coke. <laughs> That'll be five cents. Sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. Here. Let me sign your boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The idea of signatures in the West. Oh, that's awesome, too. Yeah. There's uh, a whole thing. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. This is a good This is a good bye, Brian. Very good bye. <laughs> Great bye. <laughs> Great bye, buddy. Great bye. Great purchase. Oh, man. So now that I'm several billion dollars in the hole, <laughs> I means I get to move on to your question. Yeah. Uh, it's not more of a question, more of a declaration. Okay. Describe your relationship with time. With time. Oh my God. Uh, yes. Boy, I. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay. Time, 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 time. Are you a time optimist? Do you think there's more time in the day than there is? <laughs> um, Do you wish yes. there were more hours in the day. Do you think the days are too long? I I am someone who I think the biggest issue or the biggest interaction I have with time is sleep on a daily basis. Cause I am, yes, yeah, someone who wishes that we had more time in this, in this, in this world. If I didn't have to sleep, I wouldn't because that's how much I want to be doing things with my time. I, I often, I don't, I can only like just do nothing or like sit and watch TV for only so long. I every, so I, I feel like I have to engage my brain or get up and move or like do a physical task, something like that every couple hours. Uh, to keep me feeling sane, I guess, and to keep me feeling like I'm using my time wisely. But then there's there's this other thing where, like, if I have chosen to, like, I've done my work for the day or whatever, or I've worked, you know, a hard couple months and I'm going to go on vacation, I can I can tell myself and I'm able to stick to it, like, this is the time for you to chill. Like, you can, this is the time for you to sit out in the woods and smell the air and walk around, or this is the time for you to sit on a patio and drink you know, uh, limes until, you know, until the lights turn off, you know, like that. And, and yeah, I, I think my, my time optimism comes from, I, I always think I can do things obviously more efficiently or quicker than perhaps what they take, but also I always want to, I always, it's just the, it's like the people pleasing gene where I always think like, yes, I can do that. I, I can, I, I'm able to do that for you. I would like to do that to make this person happy. And it's, it's the terrible thing where you try and you say, Ooh, I can give you this like 15 minute, beautiful gift. It's only gonna take 15 minutes when it'll actually take me 25 or 30 perhaps. And 
I still get it done or, or like, or it still happens, but it's like, Oh, okay. There, then you're kind of behind by that time where if I just was able to be stronger up front and say, you know what, that's going to take me 45 minutes and then do it in 35, then I have more time to do it correctly or have more time to do it without anxiety or stress. And then that person also has exactly what they want or more than what they bargained for as well. So that is, that is something I, I, I just, and trying to process in my brain of doing a better job of like setting those boundaries when I'm creating expectations for people. And in terms of like time, like I've, I haven't worn a watch. I think I wore a watch for literally five days in seventh grade. Cause I got like one of those like bright silver fossil watches. Cause that was the cool thing to do. And I was like, what the, f- I don't fucking want this or need this. So in, in terms of like time running my, my schedule or my life, that's, it, it doesn't, I feel like I'm, I'm, less of a of a uh, of a slave to it for lack of a better term but yeah um yeah now morris day in the time now that's some <laughs> funky ass shit and now i like to i will get down and dance that all all damn day and Hell i heard recently yeah. prince's estate is not allowing morris day to perform as the time right now which makes me very sad uh so it's very sad yeah Princess Estate, fucking let Morris Day be Morris Day, baby, with the time. That's what he. That's what he needs. So yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. A- any other? I don't know. Follow ups, or is that? Uh, did I nail everything? No, there? My, my, not- mine's just the opposite. I'm I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world. So never missed a deadline. But I know that I've proven to my several times things that I think will take three days. If you only give yourself five minutes, it'll get done in five minutes. So, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I have a really big, bad habit of letting the three simple tasks I know I could get done right now Yeah, be like, well, they're so simple. I'll just do them later. And that is the thing that constantly runs everything that I think about. Like, it's like a little work task. Like, well, let's not do it till Friday. So I don't have to look at it till Thursday. Yeah. It's like, well, no, just do it, you idiot, and it'll be done. And yeah. then you can maybe get ahead on some of the other stuff that's going to be a problem for you. And that's the same mm-hmm. thing for work, cleaning the house, personal projects, whatever. It's just like, just do it, you idiot. Yeah. You big lug. Just open it up. I, you know, there's something that my growing up, my parents always said to us, and not, you know, don't always do it, but I think it's always in the back of my head when, just trying to get anything done either around the house or for work. And that's always uh, like on a Saturday when we'd want to play or, you know, go hang out with friends or whatever it is. My parents would always, always, it wasn't always that long. It'd be like a half hour. Like you just got to do a half hour of clean your room or sweeping or something, do some kind of chores or go outside and like help your dad, you know, fix the fence, just something. So it's like you do something first, just a little bit. And like that little bit of momentum, a little bit every day, like ends up, getting more things done than what, than what you'd expect. And I, again, don't always follow that, but it, it is always in the back of my head. So I, I find that to be a, a, um, a, a use or a useful thing. Cause like, as you said, you're going to have to do it at some point. So why not just do it now? So you can get out of the way and you get to get to get on to, to the fun stuff. So, but. Procrastinate um, now. Don't put it off. As <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Brian, tell me, Okay, this is this this might be my favorite question out of all these I have here for you. What is a smell that you remember from your childhood? 
and a smell. A smell. Yep. And and what does it make you think of? There are two that immediately come to mind, mm-hmm. and both of which I've spoken about on the show before. Okay. And one of them, the first one, is yep. the smell after you've opened a can of regular Pepsi reminds me of the house I am sitting in right now. So wait, wait, never- wait, so what is that smell? Can you describe the smell of you opening a can of Pepsi? Because I don't know what that smell smells like. It's just it's just a sweet bubbly cola smell, but it's more sugary than what like a Coke smells like. It's okay. like that and the initial hit on your tongue is way different than that. And I have it specifically locked into this house because Grandma Barbara was the only person in our family that ever drank Pepsi. Everybody else yeah. was Coke people, blah, blah, blah. Didn't have a lot of soda as a kid, blah, blah, blah. But when we came over here, the treat was you can go to the fridge and get a Pepsi. Yeah. So it was like when you walked into this house, so the smell of this house mixed in with the smell of the fridge and the bottom shelf, plastic shelf where the, the Pepsis were, you would grab. And as soon as you'd open it and smell it, you knew that you were here. And, and to this day, if they accidentally serve me a Pepsi in a restaurant, I go to sip. I'm like Grandma Barbara's house. It's like, wow. yep, I know, I know what this smells like. That's that's what this is. So, so, you, so going to Barb's house, it was always seems like I'm guessing like a nice thing for you. You were you got to have treats. You were like, it was like a good place to go. Was, this is where we would play basketball with my uncle. This is where we would. We lived here for the first couple of years of my life or a couple months of my life. We would always come over here for dinners. Every mm-hmm. Christmas Eve was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where we would be babysat. And this is my uncle's only 12 years, my senior, I think. So he was still very young when I was little uh-huh. and very active. So a lot of playing catch in the living room, running and jumping on the couch. All that stuff is very much linked to okay. that, that scent. Do you think all- that? That you are now living in that house. It's kind of like you're you're in control of it now or whatever. Like, does do you think that has like I think that was part of why you wanted to move in? It was like this is like the this is the great safe spot for my childhood. That was always an awesome time. It is a, it is a great safe spot. I thought that is kind yeah. of how it feels. Yeah. Interesting. It's it's also a very different feeling moving into a house you recognize versus a new place because you're like Sure. New place, you feel like, oh, I can do whatever I want to this to to make it my own. Mm-hmm. And then you move into a place that you're familiar with, you have to change yourself to fit to it. And you're like, no, 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 this is, I'm changing my ways for this place as opposed to this. Cause I'm not taking down this wall. I'm not yeah. changing that. I'm not going to paint this. I'm not going to do that. But sort of. Thing. Have you, but, have you found yourself like wanting to change something, but then in the end, like, Decide in your head not to because it feels like like, I don't like change you don't have anything the that right can't... necessarily or something or no not because of that I just don't want to change anything that can't be reverted back. I see. Okay, that was the one thing. Like paint, whatever. Like I painted yeah. that on the wall. You throw some yeah. chills on that, it's gone. That's yeah. no problem. And that was only the that was always the one thing that bothered me about this is that every room was white. There was never oh, any color sure. in this place. So it's like either through furniture or through anything. It was like everyone kind of had bland taste. So it was like <laughs> everything is, is there's wood everywhere. Everything is yeah. decorated with wood of some kind. But it's also like, yeah, a splash of color and accent wall is not going to kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Putting art on the walls is not going to hurt you. It yep. actually is going to make it a little less reflective in here. All right. Let's do that. Yeah. So that's about I will it. say 
as someone who's watched a bunch of Fixer Upper, you know, with Chip and Joanna Gaines, if you knock down that wall between the dining room and the kitchen, whoo, Bubby, 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 that's the, that's going to be a nice little space there. Really open that that shit up a bit. Just open it up and create a little bar for myself. Yeah, pretty sure it's a, a, a load bearing wall, so I might have to look at oh, the contractor. So I don't know. Oh, okay. Which is also a huh. term I hear on those shows, so I'm just making sure it sounds smart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, if, if you do need help taking that wall down with some sledges, you let me know. I'm there. So. I can call a Kool-Aid man, too. That also helps. More oh, that's true. That's a good yeah. point. Did you did you drink a lot of Kool-Aid as a kid? Not a lot. Really? That was not like the thing. I was more in – I mean, they had the Kool-Aid in the, the plastic thing, the Kool-Aid – I forgot what they were called. Jammers? The Swiss, the Jammers. Yeah. The jammers, jammers is what I would drink. Oh, that, you're I a jammer a lot boy. More of the, I'm a jammer boy more than a pitcher boy. That's for sure. Okay. Oh yeah. We I remember were... even as a kid watching Kool-Aid being made. And even as a kid, I'm like, that seems like a lot of sugar. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you just see like, like three cups of sugar for a pitcher. And you're like, that seems like a lot, right? <laughs> wait, is that how much you had to wait? So you put in the flavor packet and then added sugar. Yeah. There's not, there's for no Kool-Aid? flavor. There's no, there's no sugar in the Kool-Aid packet. Oh, that's wow. just grape. That's just grape, bro. Oh, I, I just assumed everything was in the flavor packet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no, no. You had to add a lot of sugar to those bad boys. Wait, are you sure your grandma just didn't be like, no, Brian needs three cups of sugar I, in his Kool-Aid? I have nothing to base this on other than my okay. own experience. What's the other smell you were, you were thinking about? The smell of cannon fire on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney World. Oh, yes. I remember you talking about that one. We yeah, talked about yeah. this. It's a very, like, a sweeter than typical fog smell. Yeah. And then I told, I think the story I told is I was, like, walking down an aisle at Jewel once, and like, I got a hint of it based on some sort of food and or chip that mix in the air and uh, kind of became the alchemy that created, like, oh, there it is again. Huh, I'm on a ride. <laughs> it's like, well, that's where my brain went. So, yeah, that's kind of what... Uh, that was the second smell that I was thinking of, which I didn't even actually Interesting. Uh, experience until I was 18. So I guess that's not really childhood. That is adulthood. But that was the first time. Eh. Whatever. You're still a kid when you're 18, though, you know, As you, I'm still a kid. Yeah. I'm in my 30s and I also haven't had adulthood <laughs> yet. So. Uh, well, you, the Kool-Aid you packet varied. I looked up here. Sorry, the Kool-Aid packet I looked up is unsweetened. So you do have to mm. add sugar to these bad boys. Mm. I did not know that. Okay. I don't know how much, but uh, sugar in a bottle and take it on the go. <laughs> uh, um, it's supposed to add one cup of sugar or Splenda. Definitely did not use one cup. <laughs> that was multiple cups. I had a feeling you're like three cups and I was like, that seems like way too much. <laughs> Uh, but well, the package is zero calories, so yeah. <laughs> so so we'll drink it, when you're it's zero when you're done with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, That's what's, craft. what's shocking is like so each can of soda is what like thirty five grams of sugar, which equals a regular out, one. Yeah, yeah. Which equals out to about like was it thirteen teaspoons of sugar or something like that? I think is what it is. Why do we need to think about it? Just shovel it down your gullet and just don't worry about how many minutes it shaves off your life. What's next? Who's next? Who asks, who asks questions? <laughs> Sorry. I'm back in. Here we go. It Hold is on. me. It is my turn to ask you a question, sir. Truck of Benjamins backs up. 
Okay. Unlimited Benjamin, you're given the keys to make anything you want. What do you create with this money? I create a statue of ooh, Pamela Anderson from 1994. She's made out of cash, and her boobs are real sized. And <laughs> no, um, uh, wait. When you say make, you mean like a like a like a video or a video? Anything. Am what I making you, a video? Um, <laughs> what do you create? Are you God. a sculptor? Are you a filmmaker? Are you an EP? Are you Dick Wolf? Who are you? What do I make? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Beep, beep, beep. Hey, Brink's truck. Yeah, come on right here. Give me all that cash. I'm going to make. Oh man, setting the scene here, folks. You know what? Okay, I've 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 only seen the trailer, but I'm inspired. I'm inspired by the L.A. Lakers show that's going to be out on HBO. And I think that I would love to see a series that's all about – it's going to be set in Minnesota, of course. Of course. You know, <laughs> of course. You know, it, 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 it's going to feel like Coen Brothers, you know, but it, but there's going to be a lot more diversity to them. And it, it's going to center around – because, you you know, as a, as a boy, I love sports. I love so much sports. But there was enough things that just made you so sad as a Minnesota sports fan. The Vikings, incredible record, losing the NFC Championship game. The Minnesota Golden Gophers basketball team went to the Final Four in the late 90s. None of it technically happened because they had people doing their homework for them. So according to the NCAA, it never happened, even though I remember going on that ride with that team. The Minnesota Twins being absolutely terrible my entire childhood. Kirby Puckett, our hero, losing his vision from a fastball to the side of the head, and then before he can, you know, do his swan song and, and get out alive. He gets accused of sexual harassment in a bar bathroom in suburban Minneapolis and then dies prematurely. Like there's just so many very, Oh, Kevin Garnett, my, my personal hero as a kid is trying bootstrapping the entire goddamn team into respectability. The reason he wears his number 21 is because this player, Malik Seeley, who's older than him, this guy, Malik, joins the team. And then on Garnett's like 26th birthday, Malik is driving home from Kevin's birthday party and gets in a car accident when a drunk driver hits him head on on the highway and he dies on Kevin Garnett's birthday. Like there's just so much messed up shit. And so I would love to make a series that just it, it looks at, you know, through a one of the POVs is a young, a young child's POV, you know, like an old timer who's been there forever and is like, you know, doesn't even like remembers when Timberwolves weren't a thing. And basically just like trying to zero in on that, on that feeling of when you live in a place like Minnesota, where it's like people get really excited and they love the sports, but like they never can invest too much in it because you know, it's never going to end well kind of thing. And yeah. being able to just like, let it slide off and just try and find joy in the next five degree day, you know, like dur during the middle of the winter. And I know this story is not, it's not necessarily very focused yet, but something about that, like something about like those moments that, that you're able to still find happiness or joy in a day when it is just brutal outside. And like, no one should probably enjoy that, but somehow, you know, we do, you know, you, you like when the middle of winter, you have to put Vaseline on your skin so you can go outside and play a little hockey, you know, like, again, no one should do that, but people do that. You know, it's like, 
I don't know. Yeah, finding finding that the where people finding those little slivers of joy where where you you wouldn't expect it. And I guess you need you like know, a wh- Forrest Gump character, like he's, he's there for yeah. all these events. Like how 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 does this all get tied together? But that's. I like the the sliver of hope thing. That's cool. Yeah, because like you know, like they the, they talk about who, what's the happiest country in the world? Is it Finland or is it Sweden or something like that? One definitely of those? Scandinavia, somewhere up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not California. We know that. Like, it's not a place with the best weather, you know, of all time. And it's like it's. I think that that's a very real thing is learning how to manage your your happiness, your sadness, your highs, your lows, your expectations through the changing of life and the cycles of life. I think that's abundantly important. So, and I'm using a lot of adjectives. So, you know, abundantly important, vitally imperative. You know, this is, this, <laughs> those are the, those are the, those are the rip from the headlines, you know, on the trailer as it's playing, you know, like, so, yeah. Those are the words you can only get folks from reading books. So Exactly. And, you know, that books. was, that was so rambly. Maybe just cut all that, you know, just cut, 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 cut all that and just, you know, something about Minnesota uh, where, where, where it makes people care about the snow and the cold. I, I can tell you right now, the opening shot would be 12-year-old Mitch comes in from basketball practice. Uh, he, he takes a shower. Uh, you see everything. I mean, we're full nudity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and everyone's like, what the fuck are we watching? This is illegal. Cops show up. Everyone who watched the premiere gets arrested. And the plan was for-profit prisons the whole time. Uh, no, um, This is Minnesota getting back at everybody. <laughs> Anybody who watches this show gets arrested and thrown in a Minnesota prison. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Uh, but yeah the, yeah the opening yeah yeah so that's my <laughs> oh brian let's let's uh that was great, great okay good stuff good stuff my my last question for you brian toot your fucking goddamn horn here all right play the sax you know bang your fucking timpanies here what is your greatest source of pride I am the kind of person who is finds it very difficult to accept compliments or ride high and talk about things that I've done, blah, blah, blah. I'm not very good at selling myself in any way, shape or form. So I think my source of pride comes from people who are close to me that do it for me. For example. Wait, what? I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain. Oh, okay, explain. okay. I find this 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 skill set both in my mother and in my girlfriend. They both do this. Okay. Where it's while things are happening, they don't say much because they don't really know what to say. Okay. And then when something is over, they're the first one to brag about me to other people. I see. Okay. It's really hard of feeling to explain, but it's like I I've drawn my pride from those moments where it's like, oh, you're really revealing your true colors about how you feel about the things I've accomplished I see. because you're excited to tell other people because of your relationship to me. Yeah. I think that's when I feel the most prideful. It's like, Oh, it's taken a while, but now I understand that all that hard work was for something. Yeah. And even if it's just for that, I'm not going to be able to say those things about myself. So if I can get though that from the people that I love and care about, like that's all I'll ever need. Okay. What's what, what's something that has that's nothing to do with work 
or creating something that you're that you're pr- uh, proud of. I'm pretty proud of the friendships I've kept for as long as I have. I think I have two very distinct friend groups. Mm-hmm. There is the one that I have known since kindergarten. I mean, there's Kevin, there's Chris, there's a few other people who I grew up with. And it's just like, those are the people that no matter what, I'm going to be there for their weddings, the birth of their children's to help them move to do that stuff. No matter what mm-hmm. if they're ever down on their luck or whatever. I'm, I'm there for them for that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's like the one group. And the second group is what I consider the group that you and Nathan are a part of. It's like, okay, who are the people I met when I was outside of the people I've known most of my life. Mm-hmm. And now I have that close group that is from college on. So mm-hmm. it's like either I have two friend groups one of which is damn near 25 years old to the second friend group, which is 15 years old. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, both of them are very important to me and that they've, they've stayed condensed, but they've stayed real. Like they, it's definitely not about uh, quantity in my life. I know people that have, that know so many people. Mitch, you to go to so many birthday parties. Hey, hey, I, I, I love, I love spitting on candles, baby. One of my favorite things to do. <laughs> you, do, you, do. You go to everybody else's birthday party just so you can blow out their candles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think if there's anything that I, I choose on, it's like, yeah, family and friendships have stayed very, very consistent. Cool. No matter what. Okay. I love that. I love that. I'm, 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 I'm happy to, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because you are uh, an incredible, an incredible friend and you're very, you're just a righteous dude who you're able to, you're, you're able to give like, you know, when, when I feel like when people are just being, being ding dongs, you know, like, you're not like, Hey, you are a fucking ding dong, like idiot. You're like, you, you know, like you're able to give, like, I'd say, uh, like advice that's kind of like camouflaged a little bit. So it's like, it's, it's like, it's like putting three cups of sugar with, with, <laughs> with you know, with some, with some, with, with some, with some hard truths, you know, it's like that kind of thing. I call it the ding dong approach. I mean, it's very yeah. ancient yeah. wisdom I got from a fortune cookie. Yeah. So, and, and, and you, and you never, uh, you never make anyone feel bad about like, you know, perhaps not living up to, every expectation they set. Now I'm saying you don't make people, I'm just talking, this is my own, this is my own, you know, this is me talking as me. So this is, you know, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But absolutely. Yeah. That leaves us with one question left, sir. Yeah. And I think it's one that I'm, I'm very interested to hear because yeah, this is real. This is real life talking. Yeah. What does life have in store for you and for me? If nothing in our dreams comes true. If we'd never end up with a job in entertainment Mm -hmm. or even a side hustle where we make a couple of shekels from doing this every week, what, what does life have in store? What is something that will bring you happiness no matter what, if those goals are not achieved? I think the first, first one would be, God, I, I hate to, I hate to use Dax Shepard's phrase here, but you, I think you pass the porch test, you know, uh, when, when we're 70 year olds slugging back a bunch of balalimes until the lights turn off, you know, like <laughs> I would be, I, I'd be happy to share a bowl of peanuts and, and, you know, and, and sip some beers with you as our, 
as our kids like get more beers for us from the fridge, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I guess like also to partially answer my own question, one of my great sources of pride is I'm able to, I think I'm able to find joy in life no matter like the situation and understand that it's insane and incredible that all the choices were made by people before us to bring us to this moment too. And, and at the same time, if you, cause there's been, you know, moments in all in, in all of our lives where it's like, man, this really sucks right now, but I've experienced it. And I'm sure you've experienced it. We're like, if you just like concentrate hard and like, might like make some concerted efforts for like even a little bit it's it's really crazy how quickly life can change and how quickly your fortunes can change and how quickly like your moods can change too so i would like to think that just like our number goes from 15 to 60 eventually you know in terms of years of friendship that's that's honestly Mm -hmm. what i know this is fucking corny and you're probably looking for more like concrete like what do you want to accomplish but i don't know i think like it almost happened where you know where we we were working together again in in uh on the same company like if we don't if we don't have something of our own i'd love to you know love to at least love to at least live in the same city you know yeah that'd be nice same area i'm almost thinking of it like it's like levels of airspace like it's different funnels like no matter what you're flying no matter where you are yeah you're gonna be happy yeah it's just different tiers of different accomplishments that bring more happiness on top of that or more success or whatever no matter what you're still constantly going forward and you're feeling good about it yeah and it's always like oh if i make it to that level great but like where i am right now is it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And it's just like, that's kind of how I always want to be just like, Oh, if that happens, awesome. But right now is, is kind of, if this is it, I'm in good shape. Yeah. And I think, yeah. And really it's all about just like trying to put in time to develop, maintain and, and grow your relationships, whether it's with your, your partner or new friends or current friends, like that kind of thing. Cause the more, the more fucking good vibes you put out in the world, the more, you know, the more just life will be nice and the more like your interactions with people will, will improve and, and, uh, be, be quality. So I think that, uh, and again, Oh God, I'm not like, a, I don't have a vision board. I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to manifest it in, into being, but and I don't think that's a normal way of thinking about it. Yeah. I think th- this is what I'll say. You and I both are not good at it, but you know, I, I think we both need to, you know, do the proverbial, you know, just like putting our, putting our, our, our stamp out there and say, look, Hey world, look at my stamp, you know, no, don't look away. Look at my stamp. You know, like this is nice. This is a nice thing we're providing for you. Uh, we Would do you good. look at this trailer we have of a 12 year old <laughs> naked boy in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah. look at this. this is art. <laughs> he's showering off after basketball practice and he's going to take a cold shower before he goes back out in the cold again. Accept us. <laughs> <laughs> This was my childhood. It is art. Thank you. Uh, yeah. That and doesn't also, take us full circle. I don't know what Right? Does. Yeah. And, and also like in a really, like in a really dark way, maybe New York yeah. or New York, California, will just break off and go to the ocean and be gone. And then Chicago becomes Hollywood again. So, and then. That would then, be great, actually. Yeah. Yeah. My so. thought is like, as the world just constantly boils and disappears, <laughs> yeah. I still kind of want to stay next to like the largest freshwater resource. I kind of want to just be here mm-hmm. for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I better learn to start using weapons to, you know, 
yeah. able to fight off Texans and Californians. <laughs> Make sure I <laughs> keep my life. <laughs> well, and, and the worst kind of people are Californians who moved to Austin and are now trying to come to Chicago. Like those guys are the worst for sure. But all those tech it's, bros and shit, ugh. They're an infection. They just keep going. They just, they're like the aliens from Independence Day. They go to each town, suck up all the resources, <laughs> and move on to the next hit place. <laughs> oh God, just it's the worst. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, Brian, uh, this this is this has been an episode. This is a new this is a new vibe that we put out there, and uh, you know it is what it is, and it and it will be what it's been. So. <laughs> And that's what Bisbear always says. <laughs> that's what Bisbear always says. Uh, well, thank you guys for for listening. Um, we if you uh, made it through this far. Gold star. Gold yeah, gold star. star. Gold star. And if you know, maybe we'll cut some stuff. Who knows? But uh, you know, we we do appreciate you guys listening. We're almost to a hundred episodes. We are actually we're we are very proud of that. A hundred episodes. That's a big lift. And save for a couple of weeks here and there. Uh, much like this week due to last minute circumstances uh we've been we've been pumping out content and hopefully good episodes for you guys so we appreciate you listening and uh we'll be back next week with with a proper uber senko couldn't have said it better myself okay cool all right well dude i love you and i'll see you soon and i'll talk to you sooner love you too bye all right bye You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.